It's an impressive machine for sure. Definitely has some upgrades versus the previous machine. But we're gonna be running a lot of aerospace parts and doing a lot of crazy cutting. And All the young people getting into the trade now, you want something that at least resembles a modern computer. So there's a lot of people that uh, like Fanuc, except when they're putting a program into the machine. <laughs> some of the other controls are like Atari's. This is like an Xbox. All good, man, but I'm excited, man. Like right behind me, we got this big old 8,000 coming in here, yes, DVF 8,000. So a lot of people, they, they saw that we had an 8,000 that had an HSK 63, a smaller spindle connection. We're actually journeying into a big aerospace round as far as like parts and parts and parts and actually just like making a lot of different tutorials for our Aerospace Academy. And thus we're gonna be making some big parts, man. And yeah. we need a big spindle. Yep. Yes, sir. This bad boy yeah. has the HSK 100 on it. Yeah. Super it's excited. A, it's an impressive machine for sure. Definitely yeah. has some upgrades uh, oh, versus yeah. the previous machine. Yeah, yeah. It's got the turning on it. It's got, got some power on it. I yeah, call it the berry, the beefy boy. Yeah. <laughs> Super good. Well, and I believe it's got that big chiller. It tries to cool down all the ball screws and stuff like that, so it really tries to yeah. account for the thermal compensation. So this machine is meant to, to really kind of run, keep things consistent, and you know make good parts all day. There's a huge surprise with this machine, and a lot of people are going to be like, what? But this DN Solutions, DVF 8000 with turning has the Siemens control. Oh, yeah. Oh, 840D. Oh, man. Super good. Super oh. good. So, we got the Siemens control on this thing, mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm so excited. Oh, so yeah. smooth. Oh, it's, yes. it's the best controller on the market, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. The five axis king. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You run, I mean, it's, it's a noticeable difference when you go to the Heller and you run that Siemens. Super good. It is absolutely hands down my favorite control i've ever used yeah and so you'll have to educate me a little bit barry i mean or, or jesse i mean i've never used a siemens control so what are what is the benefit what, what do i get when i move to a siemens control there are literally a ton of benefits and i say all the time some of the other controls are like atari's this is like an xbox yeah. gotcha. and it's more like a modern computer i mean i yeah. talked in a few videos before about how just getting a program onto the machine it's copy paste done yeah I mean, it's more like what you're used to seeing in the 21st century. You know, right, that, yeah. That, that and with all the young people getting into the trade now, you yeah. want something that at least resembles yeah. a modern yeah. computer. Relatable to the technology. Yeah, yeah. Experienced. Experienced. You know, it's yeah. got a lot more cycles. I mean, and the way they lay it out, it might be super complicated, but, but, but in the background, yeah. but the way they lay it out makes it super simple and easy to understand. Yeah. You don't have to know this foreign language that doesn't make sense to you. Yep. You know, it's... It's more like what you want to see. For sure. Yeah, and it's a faster control, too. I mean, the look ahead on these things is just stellar. I mean, all the all yeah. the cycles are super easy to use. I mean, you could just, like, uh, select a line of your program. Like, say it's a cycle 832 uh, for smoothing. And you just tap the arrow over key, and it gives you all the options that are within that cycle for you to just change. And it's, it's the layout is super easy. Uh, me and Jesse were talking earlier, and he was like, "How do you how do you change parameters on that thing anyway?" You know, and I was like, "I have no idea yeah. because I've never had to do it." And that's the <laughs> thing, you know, like what I'm dealing with, or what you normally deal with, with let's say a Fanic, is you oh you want to change a parameter where well, you make sure Peewee is on your mm -hmm. parameter right enabled, but oh in order to turn that on you have to be an MDI, but if you go and change this 
certain thing. Like most of your parameters, you have to be an MDI, and that has to be on. But then there's other things that, oh, if you want to change this, you can't be an MDI. Mm -hmm. You have to be in edit mode. But then you go back. Well, oh, now you got to be back in MDI, and it's just such a nightmare. It's mm -hmm. like, why do I have to jump through all these hoops? It's not the 90s anymore. That's right. You know? I think everybody has their favorites. There's a lot of people that uh, like Fanuc, yep. you know, except when they're putting a program into the machine, <laughs> you know. But not to poke fun at it, but, you know, some a lot of people like it, and they're used to it. Yep. And yeah, there's sure. a lot of people that like Siemens, and there's, you know, some different different controls out there. Um we this one actually has the 840d but then we're getting another five axis that has a cinematic one oh, which yeah. is the the even newer one so su super excited about that and uh one like for me i just think for when you get into five axis and the type of tool paths that you're dealing with on a five axis i just i just don't want to run anything else except Siemens. Absolutely. Yeah. And something that me, uh, me and Jesse were actually just talking to them about the other day is that they have 3D cutter comp. And that's something that yes. kind of blew that my works. mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that works, works yeah. well. Yeah. And that's a lot of math going on there. Instead of having to go sure. back to the cam every time. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that that's a, a game changer. Not only that, but with the uh, Cinemeric 1, you also have Run My Virtual Machine. So then, you know, and, and we're going to have that on our computers here when we have that machine and even a little bit before. And it's cool because you can completely prove out your program and it, it, the machine, the virtual machine is going to do exactly what the real machine does. It even does material removal. I mean, it yeah. is a super cool technology. And that's the thing, you know, like as technology progresses, as software progresses, parts are getting more complex. Yep. True story. It's so that's requiring bigger programs is mm -hmm. requiring more surface milling which means that your programs are not only going to be bigger there's going to be a lot more code yeah. going on maybe yeah. more simultaneous has to happen so your processor on your machine needs to be able to keep up yeah and you know you don't want it to be trying to surface mill and you need this certain perfect surface finish and your machine is pausing mm -hmm. as it's going because the control can't keep up yep. yeah. and the cinematic one is supposed to be multi-threaded instead of single threaded you know like what you see in the more modern computers now yeah and yeah. it's just going to be so much faster yeah. a, lot, a lot of like simultaneous the programs are monsters oh, mm -hmm. you know, but but even like and now now like just 3d surfacing is so easy but it is a million lines of code mm -hmm. yep. it is a million lines of code and and it's frustrating when you don't have enough memory oh yeah know? oh yes. yeah absolutely it's like yeah. i got a program that's you know five megabytes and it won't fit in my control like yeah. how does that even happen mm -hmm. in, in, in today's 2024 world, right? yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous and I really, you know, Siemens has got bigger memory. It's a faster control. Like, to me, everything about it is better. And I should point out that I was a Fanuc guy for 23 years. I love Fanuc. Like, it's muscle memory. I know yeah. exactly where every button is for the most part, you know. And, like, a lot of the things that, you know, would bother somebody that's new to Fanuc, like, you know, I don't know what this means. It's like I don't even read it anymore. I just know where the buttons yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. But even with that being said – I 100% prefer Siemens. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's night and day. To well, me. it yeah. says a lot. Like one company I used to work for, there was a couple of programmers in this other department that got, uh, they were 30-year programmers. These were seasoned guys. Their whole career, all they'd ever ran was Fanuc. And the company ended up buying a couple of uh, machines that had a robot loader. And um, 
the machines had Siemens controls, 840D. They were super mad about it. They mm. were complaining like, why did y'all buy these? We're FANUC guys. All of our machines are FANUC. Why would you do this? Like disgruntled about it because, you know, nobody wants mm-hmm. to change. Nobody wants to learn something different, especially at that stage For of your sure. career. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, got some merit to it. But once they started learning it, they had been running it one month. And they said they never wanted to go back to Fanuc again. <laughs> so that says a lot. This is a thirty-year. And again, sure. Fanuc is great. I mean, you know, we've been using it for thirty years, and the, it did what it needed yeah. to do. But you know, you have to keep up with current technology. Is my thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's just a, a shout out to everybody out there too. If you guys are purchasing a DN Solutions machine. Uh, talk to your sales guy because there are options for Siemens. So you can yep. get a Fanuc or you can upgrade to a Siemens control. And, uh, yeah, they're doing it more and more. And we actually did a video showing some of the cool features of Siemens and why I love Absolutely. it so much. And you check that out and you'll see uh, a lot of people are scared to switch just because it's something new and different. And yeah. You don't know if it's going to do the yeah. things that you need it to do. It's going to do them way better than what you're used to yeah yeah i, I like when i when i want to like i go on in the tesla and then i got fingerprints all over the screen and then i can just go and i can just hit a button and it freezes it and i can clean it and yep. then like unfreeze it <laughs> and i love that i go to the heller and i just do the same thing yep, yeah exactly freeze <laughs> and you know that's kind of feels like the difference too like between siemens and fanuc is is like the Tesla versus, let's say, my Altima that I tried to put some of those features mm. on. <laughs> you know, not not saying that bad against Fanuc. They can do a lot of the things, but the Siemens feels like it was, like the Tesla, it was built from the ground up with all these features there, yeah. where the Fanuc more feels like they it just patched in as yes. it went. So that's kind of way the way I it agree. feels. Yeah. yeah, it seems like at least I mean I don't have any experience with the Siemens, but but a fanic has to be figured out sometimes. Right? Oh, you yeah. do have to figure out what those buttons mean yeah. and where stuff is. And should this it, be a zero or a one? Exactly. I don't yeah. know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just because I'm a little anal in my own in this shop, you know, what? it's like it serves as the perfect corner. <laughs> it's like the perfect going. corner. Round so, the yeah. corner, baby. I know. Oh, yeah. So when they, right, right when you walk in the shop, you see the LPS, mm-hmm. right? And then basically all the pallet systems, it's just like a wall. And then boom, then you hit this machine and it's a nice sharp corner and like straight down. <laughs> yep. From the first time, like a year ago, we were looking at moving one of the machines that was right here on the corner. He's like, oh, but then my corner would be gone. <laughs> um, I don't think a lot of people. Got to have your staples. Yeah. I mean, machine placement is super important. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of people think that you're just taking machines and putting it into a shop and just and and that's why I go into some of these big companies and their shops are a mess and like it's like huge companies and and they're a mess. But what happens is they actually start buying machines from a long time ago. They're not replacing them, and then they just keep adding as needed. Yep. And yep. and the same parts are running you know, that used to run decades ago. And basically they just keep building and building and building without actually stopping and saying, hey, let's regroup. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let's look at process. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the roadmap of how parts go through our shop and actually 
uh, changing it out. For sure. I think, uh, you know, I'm thinking about that and it's intentional, right? You have to have intentionality when you're laying out your shop. And so back yeah. in the day when we had our shop, we were intentional yeah. about where the material came in, where the machining happened, where the inspection happened, where final shipping happened, yeah. right? All that matters in here. It's just the same, right? We take people on this experience of the shop and we are intentional about where we want to take them exactly. and how we want to do it. Yeah. Super, super good. Well, I've seen, I've seen the same thing. It's like shops, plan for where they are now and not plan for where they're going or where they're exactly. going to be yeah. so they and yeah, like, they don't lay it out and me and jesse both worked together at like a five hundred thousand square foot facility that was just <clears throat> just like that so they had put all the machines in this one building but then they ran out of room so then they had to start up another machine shop that was like a half mile away so if you had to take a program from your computer to the farthest machine, you just wasted 30 minutes walking there and back. And then some of those some of those variables are the ones that you just don't think about. You think you can just throw more machines in there and just patchwork it when, when you lose sight of all that wasted time yep. that goes into that, you know, absolutely non-intentionality. Right? Yep, and that's, that's two of the biggest forms of waste in lean manufacturing yep. is waiting and wasted motion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Moving for no reason. Yep. So yep. you got to make sure that when you do lay out a shop, you do it you know with respect to the workflow for yeah. sure that was so, what was incredible about uh we had toyota manufacturing facility right down the road and there in tupelo mississippi it's actually in blue springs and going in there and like they went to this uh just in time system yeah so like literally you know you don't have a a bin full of stuff that you nope. need as an as if you're the assembler like it gets there to your station just as you need it yeah and then it go you know they got guys that run these carts down and it was just an amazing lean process and how they can do that day in and day out and never miss a beat is yeah. just amazing that's pretty impressive I've but you have to have to it that. laid out perfectly for, for sure. that to work yeah you know it's commitment right you know it is so, but it pays it pays off you know you know what's crazy is that when this 8000 just the uh, other day was sitting outside anybody who walked in here if you asked them how are we getting the machine in place they would freak out they would freak out right <laughs> what was awesome is that these halter robotic cells are hooked into pins yes. in the floor and each one within like a minute can just be moved with a pallet jack yep. of all things yep that's and moved right back in place so we actually we'll show it in another video but we were able to just I, why don't you explain it? You were able to just pick no, it up and move it. For sure. It wasn't that bad at all, actually. You would see these big halter robots, and you would think that, you know, like I say, that they're just there fixed forever, but they're they're not. They're really easy. We came in with the pallet jack. They have locating feet right on the bottom that are anchored to the floor. We came with the pallet jack. We uh, took a couple bolts off. We picked it up. We pallet jacked it right out, moved it, and we want to bring it back in. We just bring it in. It has these, I'm not sure what the material it is, but it has these like uh, rubber feet that basically fit in this little uh, milled slot in these locating feet. It has a tapered surface. You just kind of line it up. You drop it back in and boom, puts the, machine, uh, puts the right. robot right, Absolutely right back perfect. in place. Yeah. Does, does something lock it <clears throat> down? Um, so you do have some bolts that go in through the top that oh, lock okay. it to the, to the foot right there. Yeah. Cool, so, but cool. they're pretty easy. I mean, it's probably like six threads or something that yeah. just kind of oh, holds yeah. it down in place. So and it's easy to take off, easy to move. And what, what's crazy is that we, that was the first time that you ever moved it. It was. And, and at the beginning you were, you didn't even know how to do it. I and did then, not. Yeah. And then we just made <laughs> a call and then, 
Yeah. We talked to Rick. I right? called Rick. Yes, I called Rick. I think I might have woke Super him up. Good. I'm not sure. No, 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 he was doing something. It sounded like I woke him up. So sorry, Ricky. He was up. Uh, he was. He was shoveling it was, it snow. Was, let's just say it was during the day. Yeah. No offense, Rick. But you sold your company, made a lot of money. So, like, <laughs> I'm sure he's taking a nap. <laughs> I'm, he told I'm just me saying. he was shoveling snow. That's what he said. He said they like sat six inches on the ground. All right, all right. You, you said he sounded like you woke him up, but uh, you know. He told me he was shoveling snow. Rick, that's we're my, just messing that's my with final you. Line. At the end of the day, we needed to bring it in. All of a sudden, panic because riggers are already coming in, and it's like we move it, we move it back, and from that point. I can't wait to show the videos to actually reprogram it, put it into position to actually get it ready for a job. It's literal minutes. No robot is this easy to actually no, program. Sure. Well, it's and incredible. it is pretty incredible. And the fact that you can take it from machine to machine. Lathe, and, mill. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what we're going to show. You'll see that in other videos where we take it from the lathe, move it over to the mill and have it ready to go just like that. You know, yeah, I mean, the versatility is cool. pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. The shop is looking good, man. Oh, it's looking so good. So good. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know. If we talk about it sometimes, but everyone in this company wears a lot of hats. We all wear a lot of hats. We run multiple machines. We do multiple things. And uh, Travis, good on you, man, for you know helping out with the machine placement. And you and I have done this for years. Years, baby. Years, yeah. man. Yeah. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Wouldn't super, have it any other good. way. Super good. Yeah. And uh, he's over here like programming the, uh, working on the lathe, and he's trying to get that video done and get those tutorials done and all that. He's, he's trying to recreate chatter so he can show how to fix chatter. I oh, was like, oh, I did, 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 did that's, I, right. <laughs> that's what I we said. Have a, we have a chatter I, expert in the house. I, so. I was like, did you call Barry over? You know, like, did you call yeah, Barry Yeah, I mean, over? if you want chatter in your part, I will give you some pointers. So. Yeah, oh, man. Sure, it's sure. weird because Barry said, you know, Travis said, I've got this problem. Barry said, what? What's the problem? What I problem? don't see a problem. I know. I know. And I, wh- when I went to, when I went to the lathe, when I went to the lathe, it sounded like chatter. So good yeah. job, man. Oh, yeah. Because it's not something that we do. No, no. I don't even sure. know if you know how to do that. Yeah, we, we can recreate the problem. <laughs> That's why it's important to bring in new talent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you something you ain't never yeah, seen Yeah, show before. you problems you've never had to deal with. So, so good. So good. And, uh, but yeah, man, the shop is looking absolutely amazing. The this whole place right here just looks so good. The minks. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah everything's looking good. I can't wait. Um, a lot of people will see that we're going to have a bombastic open house on May 2nd and May 3rd. And we're going to actually have sign-ups for that. So people can actually come from wherever. And it's going to be amazing. We're going to have a chef. We're going to have food. Oh, yeah. It's going to oh, be gonna come through. We're going to have, have oh, we'll be machining different parts on all the different machines and stuff. Uh, Kenna Metal will have the truck over here. So we'll have, like, you know, big exhibit of Kenna Metal tools. And a lot of our partners will be here nice. and stuff. So it's going to be sick. It's, it's yeah. like IMTS, crazy but we're actually running crazy parts, and you can actually learn something. Oh, we're not yeah. going to be cutting air like at IMTS? Uh, huh. You had me good, at man. food. Way better. I was going to say, <laughs> and, and you get to hang Texas. out here in Texas. That's right, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. super good. And, you know, talking about how good the shop looks now, I always thought it was cool how anybody that sets foot in this facility, from an 18-wheeler driver to the UPS guy, they're all just blown away. And mm-hmm. they're like, wow, what is this place? Yeah. 
They're like, is that this is a machine time. shop or a man cave? <laughs> yeah. They well, do always know. ask, what do you do here? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Tony McLean from Kinemetal was here today, and he's like, yeah, I was here, uh, maybe it was a year ago or a little over a year ago, and I was like, oh, it's a whole different place now. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. look around, it's a completely different I place. I mean, even from six months ago, right, you would yeah. barely recognize this oh, place. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. No, no, you know what's awesome is that there's a pool table right there on the other side of the. That is awesome. <laughs> and a lot yes, of people like is. they tripped out like, "You're gonna buy a pool table," but you know what I love is that when I actually leave an hour after the company closes, the guys are still here. You guys, Barry's over here, you know, practicing up so he can try to beat me, you know. But yeah. he's over <laughs> here, like the guys are over here playing, and I just love the that the employees love to stay here and actually hang out. That's yeah. what we're trying to create. I was laughing uh, today at lunch because Trevor was saying how he's saving so much money now on going out to eat lunch because he just wants to play pool instead. So <laughs> <laughs> more money in his pocket. Yeah. I'm going to start fishing. Thank you, Emily. Or you're welcome, Emily. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> this right. will be the first place I've ever got to catch saltwater fish and not have to go to the ocean. Ooh. <laughs> 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 oh, the saltwater salt water reef tank uh, placed ever since I was like ever since I came from Hawaii when I was 19 years old uh, in the bay I just got into saltwater fish tanks and I've had one ever since and only when we came to Texas I had to we had to break that one yep. down at the shop in California and I'm excited we got a beautiful one now it's man. a good looking tank yeah, is, I can't yeah. wait Super to put a catfish good. in there. It's just going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for I haven't that got either. Bra- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been brave enough to do yeah. it yet. <laughs> you had such a great career. Until yeah. you, can crash a, you can crash a machine, and you, I'm going to be like, chill. Like, yeah. Not that it's not important, but I'm like, I'm like the roof can be burning down, and, and I'm just going to be like cool under pressure, man. But Drop a catfish in in a saltwater tank. People's going to be commenting, what happened to Jesse on there? I ain't seen him on there. Your your teeth your teeth are really gonna look like bone <laughs> <laughs> They're they're oh, like he's man. threatening them. I heard him. <laughs> it's all good, man. But hey, getting back to the shop, the shop is looking beautiful. The the team is stacked. It's 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 just a pleasure to be here to work with you guys and and all of it. But 100%. it is mm-hmm. it is super important to how you actually place machines how you place everything when we're in uh, california and we had our shop management system it's like i strategically when you walked out of the office area you came into the shop right when you walked out i had we had a desk right there we had the computer we had the the scanner so that you can actually have like you know the shop management the routers the barcodes so you could be like scanning everything boom 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 right through for sure and it was all strategic. It was like as soon as you walk a customer through, right there, I could just explain the entire process, what the router was, how it went through the shop, and it was genius because the moment they walked in the shop, they knew these guys are legit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Super good. So. Yeah, yeah and you got to think too. You know, as you lay out a shop, you you want your shop floor to kind of reflect the process right so you have material coming in the door then naturally it's going to probably go through the saw so you have your saw there and then you have your mills your lathes your inspection and maybe like a cleaning station before inspection because i know how much travis likes when i bring him parts (laughs) covered in coolant it's kind of like like looking at you know coming in a door but 
if you if you had like a long building it would be almost perfect if you had like the saw and material and everything here and then out out and then shipping right on right. the opposite side yeah. so yeah. it just goes from one side boom all the way through yeah. and then yeah. then you have in-process inspection throughout you have different stations and then your main inspection would be in a center location that was like you could get to from everywhere and then but maybe more towards like the shipping side you yep, know yep yep Super no good. for sure absolutely yeah, and unfortunately most shops aren't laid out like a big long rectangle so you got to figure out ways to make it work like that straight line yeah in a different shaped facility yeah you have to right. be creative and stuff like that and some might be trial and error right so i mean i think a big part of shop improvement is being able to collect that data too sometimes you may not get it right the first time and i think yep. it's important to to be open to change and to be able to collect that data see what the results are and be able to change if you have to and can you know continuously improve yeah, that's yeah, the game absolutely. continuous improvement right yeah but you it's know, true so. like i've seen shops like your bigger shops i've seen like what you're saying they come in from one door they go through the process and out the out the other side mm -hmm. but then your smaller shops you might i've i've seen it to where they it might come in and they have two cells and it comes in from here but it does kind of does a big loop but it still stays in that projection it never backtracks your process goes through the loop and then comes back, you know, through the other side. Yeah. But, you Just know, however it needs to go, it needs to stay in that projection. Well, and like you think about it, you know, you have shop layout. And we talk about equipment a lot. Where is the equipment? But you can kind of have a process or a product layout too. What what parts you put on what machines and how you organize that product to flow through your shop, I think, can make a big right. difference too. Yeah, Absolutely. So. I know you guys have, like, you guys have worked at some monster companies and stuff. And, um one thing that we don't talk about that much is like you know shop management routers and stuff but even like job boxes you know as far as like saving all the tools you know jaws anything related to that part uh i imagine you guys would have like you know tombstones that would be inside the machine that would be dedicated and all that how did you guys like manage all that well I, i've worked at places that did a lot of different things so there was a place in houston i worked at that did the job box thing so if there was special tooling that mm -hmm. you know if you have to buy a specially sized drill or something you don't want to just see that drill end up in somebody's roll around toolbox mm -hmm. so they would take the special tooling put it in a box with the fixtures and then they would take it to the tool crib where we had a tool attendant who kept track of all that and kept it all organized and then we've worked at other places where they really didn't do much of that it um like some of the places that me and you work together, like there was nothing saved except for maybe the fixturing. Fixturing was set to the side, but all tooling just went right back to the tool crib yeah. and you were done with it. Yeah, it, it works when you have all stand, like kind of standardized tooling and you're using just end mills and drills and basic things and stuff. But when you uh, have like special key cutters and form tools mm -hmm. and different things like that, you know, if you have an attendant, then it works out perfect because they can actually just, you know, list it sign it put it in the place yep. be able to grab it special and that's actually one of the you things know. i think a lot of shops are lacking is a good knowledgeable mm -hmm. tool crib attendant is yeah. super important yes. because so true. i've worked at a lot of places where you break down all your tooling set it on the table it all ends up in the drawer yeah. and now you've got thousands and thousands of dollars of tooling just you know hidden where nobody else can find it 
And if you have a tool crib attendant that you take everything back to, they can inspect every end mill, make sure that it's still good. They can put it back in the circulation. You know, it's like super important to keeping track of your tooling in your facility. You know, the best place that I'd ever worked far as organization like that was engineered medical systems in uh, Bartlett, Tennessee, which is right out of Memphis. That company was so on point with how they managed all of that. So they had boxes with each parts, the routers mm-hmm. and everything that staged at certain, the lathe department had a staging area, the mill department had a stage area, uh, every department had a staging area, including quality. So it just made its way through the shop. But when it comes to tools and stuff, you know, each lathe had its own uh, toolbox table, your work table, um, and each box had um, maybe live tooling, stuff like that, that was pertaining to that machine or that cell. So did the mills, had one toolbox, all your collets, everything that you needed for that cell would be either at each machine or one toolbox for the station, depending on how many you needed, you know. But like, they also had, when it come to tools, they had a, a tool crib that was manned by, they actually had two people, but one was over it, and he was a bulldog, man. He, yeah. If you, That's what you want. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. a bulldog. He, he kept that stuff, and if you walked in, because another thing that was really nice is each job had a one-page uh, setup sheet, and the way they did their tools is each tool, whether it be an insert, end mill, or whatever, had its own proprietary code. So it'd be like E whatever number. So when you got a two, uh, setup sheet, it was labeled that instead of like half inch in mill, this mm-hmm. blah, 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 that. I don't have to worry about all that. I know that this number, when I find it in the list of cabinet, all of our tools is in the list of cabinets. I open that up because it had a location on there too, where to find the tool. You open that up, bam, it's right there. And when you got a tool, you wrote up here and you signed it out. Like, I got this so he could keep up with inventory. Yeah. So that was a big thing, too. So we was always stocked with tools. And even our, uh, we used a lot of what Donnie would call a shadow graph. You know, <laughs> we, uh, we used those a lot, you know, for a lot of forms and stuff. So we had custom, um, well, what do you call it? My mind is blank. The, the overlays? The overlays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sorry. For a comparator? Yeah, the comparators. <laughs> so we had overlays that was tied to certain jobs. We had cabinets, or if we made our own gauges to check certain things, we assigned that with a number. It got checked by quality. It was signed off on. And then when you assign it a number, it went into a cabinet that was locked. So we knew those wasn't roaming around. Mm-hmm. And um, But, yeah, like it, everything was organized. And it made it so much faster. You never ever was looking for stuff yeah. and that and, changes the yeah. whole work day changes oh, it everything. does it makes everything 100%. so much smoother and what's nice too is when you have that level of organization and you have tool crib attendants and you know what jobs are coming down the line a tool crib attendant can stage the tooling for the oh, next job 100%. so like as soon as i finish running a mill job i have a cart sitting right there at my machine that's got all the tooling already on it for yeah. my next job all the routing all the raw material and i'm ready to roll i don't yep. i don't have to go walk for 30 no, for minutes sure. and go that's something they kind of did they had their own saw guys so when you walked up to grab a bucket that had the router what job it was Mm -hmm. what machine it goes on next it already had the material in there already sawed ready for to go so you just grab it you go to the computer you find the job and print out the setup sheet once you do it's just okay here's the setup sheet here's all the tools i need i go to the tool crib pull them bam you're there and you're off to the races it was just super efficient yeah i think there's a lot of companies that don't have for sure 
attendance, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, and and therefore, you know, we I used to be this, I used to always tell the guys like they're finishing jobs or whatever, and they're like standing at the machine or something. I'm like, hey, start. What, do you got your box for them? What, what's the next part that you're running? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what what's going? What is the next part you're doing? Does it have a job box? Does it have this? Get everything stationed and. If you got time, go ahead and like set everything up, get it ready, you know? Absolutely. So no, for sure. I mean, I think you got to take in perspective where you're at, right? Some shops are small, right? Mm-hmm. And you're running a little tin man crew. A lot of people aren't going to be able to afford a tool crib guy. And right. You're going to have to adapt, right? Yeah. You have to know yeah. where you are and institute policies yeah. at work with the, with the peeps you got. You, you can know? still be so incredibly organized. 100%. You can still have like toolboxes. You can still have specialty tools and you can still organize everything. You can still have a quality manual. You can still have the process and and have everything dialed and and start like you said with the shop you know just start small you know and just make your make your flow of how the material goes to the finished parts and gets shipped out and inspected and all that but it's like um yeah you just got to teach you guys to multitask and to actually you know be able to run things and set up get ready for things that are for sure. coming you know i think that yeah. the standard remains the same whether you have the the, the 10 guys or 100 guys you know whether you have a tool shop guy or not that standard of organization yep. putting things where they want being proactive being intentional about what you do that's really where it comes from it comes yep. from the standard and you know? with smaller shops a big thing to reach that level of organization is accountability for everybody on the shop floor. Yeah. And I've, I've worked at some small shops where, you know, when I started there, I asked where the end mills were and they just pointed me to this cabinet and it was all regrinds. None of them in containers, just all bouncing around in the same drawer. All their lathe inserts were in a, sh- a Nike shoe box. Oh my gosh. And it just was not ideal. Yeah. But, uh, it's one word for it. <laughs> yeah. But then I've worked at shops like that where they started to, to try to improve and they would, uh, like, one of the first things they did was got rid of every single drawer that existed in the facility. Yeah. So nobody could stash stuff a- anymore. It was either on top of your table. And then the, they actually made it to where the tables were all tilted. So you couldn't just lay end mills all over the table or they would just roll right off. So it, like, it, they, they took it pretty that's, serious. That's some serious and that's business so, right there. That's such a good point, too, yeah. because it's a cultural thing, right? 100%, like, yep, so you sure. can have the best process in the world if you yeah. want. You could label all your tools. You can have a place, but if you don't have the people that's actually performing that sure. duty, yeah. then it's going to fall apart. Yep. And you've yeah. got to have somebody policing that. Luckily, well, we've got a cop here. that's awesome i think right in line with tooling when you have special inspection processes you know in place and stuff and and different gauges and special special gauges and stuff a lot of times you have to like do the same thing prepare for that get that in line no for sure yeah i mean you you can prep everywhere right i mean you can prep for the machining uh, machining portion you can prep for the inspection portion you can prep for the shipping portion right i think again i think like jesse said it's culture it starts with yeah. culture it starts with that mindset and stuff like that you know and then process follows that and you have execution you know so yeah. then you get culture process execution yeah. you know, and it's cool too that we've all seen so much throughout our career that we took the best of everything that we ever saw yeah. and put it all into this one facility here oh 100 like when i walk in the quality and i ask you for a, a ring gauge or something you go into your nice little drawer and they're all perfectly organized and beautiful there's no other way for it to be Barry yeah yeah and if I need an end mill I go straight to the location that we have online where it says it should be and we know how many there are and what they are it's a beautiful place to be Mm -hmm. oh man and we still have some 
crazy inspection tools, some thread gauges with, you know, double leads and different things. Just, just where like space companies just invented these crazy threads and stuff. And mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, those used to be in a special place for special jobs we for did. that exact yeah. part because we actually went out and purchase those inspection tools special for this right yeah i know for sure they are they're segregated even to this day they're still yeah. in their own drawer yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. oh man mm. so keith usually sitting at this table yeah where's he at? right I'm doing my best keith <laughs> you know today <laughs> you're not talking uh, enough. yeah it's yeah, fantastic smokes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's usually here but right now he's he's like looking at a computer and he's just like, ah, ah, because he had, because we're a machine distributor now. That's right. We are, we distribute machines and it's an incredible thing. And that's how we're going to actually fund free education and just take everything to the highest level. And we came out and we talked about it. We've been putting videos out and, uh, we have so many people, uh, right now wanting quotes and, mm -hmm. uh, purchasing machines and. It's incredible. It's nice. exciting times. It it's really a, is. It's, it's an incredible thing. Yeah. It's another level to the game. Oh, yeah. And uh, good super call. good, man. Yeah. Super good. You guys ready? I oh, mean, it's great. it's like Friday right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's for, Friday. For Friday. Friday. Is it Friday, too? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know, man. Super good. But anyway, love you guys, man. Thank yeah. you guys so much for everything. And, uh, yeah, shop is looking absolutely fabulous. Yeah. So good. It really great is. Job. It great job. Great job, guys. Chips. Boom. <laughs> we are out. All right. Boom. Peace.